Have you ever gotten anxiety when you went to throw away or recycle an item? I have, and I'll tell you what I did in this episode. This is a Little Debbie, a bite-sized version of the full podcast, Upcycling with Deb. I'm Deb Colometta. I wrote a number one best-selling book called Best Offer, Best Life, and it teaches you how to leverage online yard sales to get the wealth that you want in your life. I have a brand new downloadable. If you head to my website, thedebsite.com, you can grab that for free. If you're following me on social media or you know me in real life, I've been very open with my battle against anxiety and panic attacks. A few weeks ago, I was on a rampage. Sometimes I just get bitten by the organization bug. And it's not because I wake up one morning refreshed and think I'm going to clear up my home. Usually it's done out of frustration or anger over tripping over so much stuff. So I had a few items that were sentimental items and some fashionable pieces that I wasn't able to donate. I had a pair of shoes that I got before I got married. And I knew that I just wasn't going to wear them again. They didn't really feel good to wear them anymore. The heel was like not my correct height. So I decided to throw them away. As I could hear the garbage truck driving around the neighborhood, I started to have a panic attack. Honest to God, I, I don't know why. I mean, sometimes people watch that show Hoarders and maybe some people laugh at it, but I can understand how it can go haywire and your brain can kind of trick you into thinking that things have more value than they really do. They were just a pair of shoes, but I couldn't stop the cold sweat that I was in thinking about these shoes going away forever. So I went down the driveway and pulled out the bag of trash where I knew the shoes were. I was so upset with myself because here I do all this preaching about getting rid of your stuff. And I was at the side of my house going through a trash bag, trying to retrieve shoes. Now I did find them quickly. They were in a box. I took them out of the box. They were still clean. And I put them in my garage. And there they sat on a shelf, ask my husband no less than two or three months. Finally, I decided I either have to throw these things away or figure out a new purpose for them. And I was so happy that my daughter saw them in the garage and she asked if she could use them as play shoes. And I thought, what a great solution. I was able to repurpose them in a way where she could enjoy standing in my shoes, literally, and have a real pair of dress up shoes. But since then, I've really reflected on this moment. It was a turning point for me because you get better as you declutter things and you get rid of things. You like build that muscle of getting rid of your junk and your extra things and you get better at it. But you can have moments of weakness where you bring things back into your space. It happens to all of us. Sometimes there's just that nagging little voice that makes me reconsider whether or not now is the time to get rid of that. That item. But if I listened to that voice every single time, I wouldn't be able to toss anything. And one of the reasons why I started selling and why I keep on selling is because it's easier for me to think of a useful working item going to a new home 
than it is to think of it going and being wasted at the dump. So what are some strategies that you can use when you face a twinge or a wave of anxiety? First, in rare instances, you could keep it and try to repurpose it. This somewhat depends on the value and the physical size of the item. If it's really valuable, and you think that you could use that cash, I mean, who couldn't, then that's money wasted. If it has a big footprint, like a large piece of furniture, then you'd better be really sure that it's worth taking up that space in your home. Think of the cubic footage of the space that it requires. So if it's small and it's not really worth that much on the open market, then maybe you can try to put it back into the useful rotation of things. But don't store it indefinitely. Have a specific plan and stick to it. If you really can't repurpose something, just put it in a place like outside even at the side of your home where it kind of gets icky and gross to the point where you never would bring it back into your space. And that will help you to get rid of it. Or, you know, I have an article on my website about getting rid of stuffed animals and how that can be really emotional because you almost see them as like little people. They have eyes and they look at you and they pull you back in. And it's important to kind of think of them not as stuffed friends like I often do, but to really tell yourself it's just fabric and material. That's all it is. Here's a second strategy for how I talk myself off the edge of the trash can before I do my own version of Deb's dumpster dive into my own trash receptacles. If I sell it to someone in particular, if I know who has the item, I can always play a trick on myself and say in my mind, if I had to get it back, could I offer them $500 or $1,000 or some crazy amount of money to get it back? Would I? Have I ever done that? Never. But in my weird mind, I know that I actually could do that if I had to. And just knowing that I have that escape hatch is enough to inspire me into action. Sometimes knowing that that might be an option if I was desperate, it keeps me being reasonable, even though I've never had to do that, never once. And most of the times when I get rid of an item, I don't think I've ever looked back and said, gee, I wish I had that. Nothing I've sold so far has been irreplaceable. Another strategy, sometimes I do it in stages. So for example, I have a red ottoman that is in my garage at the moment. And I actually talked about this red ottoman in my book. A few years ago, I was getting ready to sell a red couch and this red ottoman went with the couch. I started kind of cleaning it up and as I was writing the ad, as I discussed in the book, I fell back in love with it and it made me realize, hey, I could use this as a almost like a coffee table surface if I put a tray on it and then get rid of our big coffee table. So I swapped out my coffee table and decided to sell that and then I used the red ottoman instead. It was nice that I didn't have to worry about it getting spilled on and it functioned also as seating, and more importantly, no one was hitting the corner of it and getting hurt like they might have with our former wooden coffee table. So I used that for years, but now it's time to go because when I finally got my new furniture, the old ottoman was just too ratty looking next to the new pieces. A few months ago, when the whole living room was like 
equal levels of old and rattiness, that was acceptable. But now I have a clean look, modern, non-ratty living room set. And so the ottoman now really sticks out. It made it out of storage and into our living room where we enjoyed it for a few more years. But now out it will go. To do it in, in stages is another way but as long as you actually do it and carry through the commitment to get rid of the item. A fourth strategy for when you are really feeling hesitant about getting rid of an item, and you know in your rational mind that it's the right time for this item, but you're just kind of feeling a little twinge of emotion. That's what we're talking about here. Real anxiety, you got to get yourself real help. This is just kind of like, you know, you need someone to kind of help you sort through the emotions of getting rid of things and decluttering. And I just want to share with you that as many times as I've done it, I've gotten better at it, but I'm still working on it. The fourth strategy is to get a declutter buddy. A declutty? Nah. So a declutter buddy, that's a person who will help you see the flaws in a particular item. So with my recent old couch that had survived many food spills and late night bottle feedings, I was feeling kind of attached to it. But I put a light on it literally to kind of check it out and see if there were any stains that wouldn't come out or rips or tears. And when I literally put the light on it and saw that the couch really didn't match our new lifestyle and certainly didn't match our new living room set, it made it a lot easier for us to say goodbye to it without any twinges of regret. Plus with the size, I was really tripping over it in the garage. So Ray was able to get me to see the value in swapping it for a good, nice new couch. And we sold the old one to a guy who was really happy to get it. He paid me rather than me paying for a disposal service and wasting a perfectly fine couch that we'd just outgrown. And trust me, we just did a big outdoor cleanup. Disposal fees are no joke. It's a small fortune. So anytime you can avoid waste, you're recouping money on both ends by not paying to dispose of it and also earning money from the sale itself. So after our new living room set arrived, I was selling one of our old floor lamps. We bought a beautiful new lamp for our lovely living room. It was way more money than I ever would have wanted to spend, but Ray was holding firm. So our old lamp had to go. And I admit this lamp had seen better days, but we were still enjoying it. It still worked. And it was a piece I paid a lot for in my single girl days. I mean, you know what I'm saying. It was too fragile to keep in the garage long term. It had a glass table attached to it. If it fell, it would be like a royal mess. In theory, I was ready to sell this lamp. I posted the ad, I listed it for a low amount, and I disclosed any flaws, and someone committed to the sale, but then they ghosted me. And you know what I said to Ray in a moment of weakness? I said, good, that's a sign. We're keeping that lamp. And he laughed and he pretended to play taps on the memorial of the lamps. And he reminded me that this lamp plus a few others had already made their way into the garage once and then already got reincarnated back into our home for a bonus few years. But I still wasn't convinced. I really was having trouble getting rid of this lamp. I thought it was really pretty. So I did what I normally would do. I called my mom thinking that she'd say, sure, why don't you store it here until you're ready to say goodbye to it? But she said instead, 
Nope. Oh, no, 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 no. That lamp has to go. The one with the glass table? Oh, no. That lamp was never my friend. I was always afraid the kids would run into it or it would fall over. Glass is never an easy accident. And in that moment, it clicked. I went from like wavering about the choice to get rid of it to saying it had to go. My kids still get a little rowdy sometimes. And Caitlin did accidentally back into it once and knock it over. And we were like thanking our lucky stars that nothing happened, but it was a close call anyway. So it was already on borrowed time. And as soon as I made that choice and came back to my senses and decided to sell it, the universe sent me a message, literally a message popped up into my inbox on Facebook and someone said she'd love to have the lamp and it made me feel good to sell it to another single girl for her bachelorette pad and she even sent me a picture of where she was going to put it. So it had found a new home and when the Venmo notification told me it was paid for, magically my anxiety was zapped. That leads me to my final idea of what to do when you're leaning towards discarding an item, but you're feeling all the feels, think of the money that you might earn. Getting cash in your hand for a more valuable item is like a magic cure for most hesitation when you're hemming and hawing about getting rid of a particular item. And here's a bonus reminder. If truly none of these strategies alleviate your anxiety about getting rid of an item, and if you must store it short term in the garage, short term being the operative phrase here, please snap a few pictures and post it online while it's in that holding pen. Getting a ding notification from an interested buyer may sometimes supersede all of the above when you need that extra nudge to say goodbye to an item. You miss 100% of the sales you don't post. What have you got to lose except your junk? lessen the importance that it has in your life. And that will help you take control back. Don't let those crazy thoughts creep into your mind and give the item more importance that it truly has. If something's sentimental to you and you really want to hang on to it, how can you repurpose it? If it's in good shape, can you give it to a friend? Can you donate it? Can you give it to someone that you know? But this is just a reminder that if you are feeling a little bit emotional about giving away your things, it happens to all of us. Just try not to let it sit there for year after year, but there's really nothing wrong with taking some time to be reflective about it. I'm often guilty of that and it's it's okay. If it's really going to cause you angst, it's okay to temporarily put it in a holding pen until the right answer of what to do with it materializes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Little Debbie, a bite-sized version of the podcast Upcycling with Deb. I'm your host, Deb Colometta. You can reach me on Facebook and Instagram at Deb Colometta. I hope you'll get your free downloadable guide on my website, thedebsite.com.